Hey, welcome to Jeff Needs Sports, everybody. It's Jeff Needs Sports Super Week. It's Super Bowl week, uh, you know, brought to you by the Off the Ball Network. And tonight I'm doing a Super Bowl preview slash Rams recap with my good friend. And you know, let's just say a part-time co-host, Dan Felton. Dan, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm good, Jeff. Thanks for having me on again. You know, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I, I always got time to talk football and Rams with you. And, and this is a good time to talk Rams. So I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm lucky to have a, have a Rams fan as an affiliate. So, um, right. So, so, you know, first of all, let's get into it. Uh, you're a big NFL fan. We've talked about that a lot on both our shows. Um, big Rams fan. So right. before we get into the the ginormous trade that was last week between it was the Stafford <laughs> golf trade, we're going to get into that, everyone. Um, yeah. What did you think of the Rams season? I, I thought it vastly exceeded the expectations that I have. I, I think when I was first on your show way back, the the expectation I had was – maybe making the playoffs and I could see them falling short sort of the way they did the year before the defense was far better than I think anybody expected them. They to were be. really good. Yeah. But the offense, their offensive side of the ball was, was actually much more disappointing than I figured. And, you know, part of that was Jared Goff's sort of regression and, and his mechanics sort of falling apart. So I, I think beating Seattle, I, I felt like when we beat Seattle in the playoffs, I thought that's good enough for me this year. I don't think we're good enough to go all the way. But to knock our big rival out of the playoffs, uh, you know, and then go up to go up against Green Bay in Green Bay and have Aaron Rodgers play a pretty much perfect game, I thought this is a, this is a pretty good season, all things considered. I, I'd give it a, I'd give it a, a an A plus, honestly, compared to to what I thought it, they would get on the way in. Yeah, I thought they looked great. I think I think you nailed both points. I was, you know, once again, our first show, I was way higher on the Rams than a lot of people this season. Um, and then I, I doubted myself just like everyone when, you know, especially after like the Miami game when they got, yeah. they just, you know, they looked like they were really in shambles. And, you know, I think, yeah. I'm, I think that's part of the reason the golf's not there anymore, that one game. But, right. um, and then, but that defense, when they came together, it was something to watch. And that Seattle game was a complete, you know, that's yeah, what Seattle yeah. used to do to teams, right? <laughs> yeah, complete defensive effort. I mean, I mean, Goff played fine against Seattle, all things considered, with one hand almost. Yeah. But the defense basically carried them the whole way. Yeah, pretty impressive. I mean, and you know, before we talk about the big trade, that just goes to show you they traded for Ramsey. What? And, and they said the same thing about the Ramsey trade as they're saying about this year's trade. And right. it, it was, to, it's totally worth it. If you get a guy yeah. that can do what he does out there, I got a lot of ammunition on that, on that sort of narrative. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're happy with the Ram season. We both agree. The offense looked a little worse than we thought mm -hmm. they should. Defense looked, I think the defense looked way better than what yeah. anybody expected out of them. So, um, so let's get into the, the blockbuster trade. One of the biggest trades I can remember as far as, you know, getting getting two players that are at the level that each of them are at. So uh, Matthew Stafford from the Lions gets traded to the LA Rams for Jared Goff and twenty was it twenty twenty two and twenty three first round. Yeah, that's right. And I think a third rounder this year, I believe. There's a third well, rounder so. in there somewhere. Yeah, it, it's yeah. pretty bad when we're even we're forgetting about the third rounder they threw <laughs> right. into. It's a lot in there. So, so, so I, the, we're, I'm just going to kind of like uh, let you run with it here. The first thing I'll just ask is, how did you feel when, as, as soon as you saw the trade? What was your knee jerk reaction? I thought, I thought for one, I was surprised how much they paid, and and but secondly, I thought this was a great deal, and and. The thing that I, I, I love about sports fans is they're always looking for, for who won the trade. And I, I don't think either team won. I think both teams won this trade. There's a lot to consider here. For one, a lot of Rams personnel just left and went to Detroit. I think their new general manager is a former Rams guy. There's a couple of coaches. 
there, there's a bit of a connection already there. They were looking to move on from Stafford. The Rams were clearly looking to move on from Jared Goff based on some of the reports that have come out of the camp there uh, in the last week or so. It, it, it seemed to be there was a mutual agreement, but the Rams were in a tough spot with that contract that they had for Goff, and yes. they had to pay. They were going to have to pay somebody to take it off their hands. The Lions have a good out, I believe, after two years of the contract. If they want to cut ties, they can do so and not take a cap hit so the lions are kind of in a rebuilding mode they've got a guy that can work with golf if he turns out to be as good as he could be then that's a win for them they get a couple draft picks and the rams are in win now mode you know yeah and and i know you agree with me i believe on this fact the first round picks i i simply do not believe that they are as valuable an asset as some people like to believe they are and, yeah, I definitely don't. Um, I, I've said yeah. it many times on Twitter and everything else. I'm like, I, I don't know what the obsession is. I'm not saying that they're. I, that's what I. That's what I said. They're not worthless. I get it, but they're right. not what. Especially when you. I, it depends on what you think of Stafford, right? right? I really like Stafford. I think that he is really, really good, and I don't think that. Sometimes I used to think that maybe he just like took the easy way out, like I'll just stay here in Detroit. But I don't necessarily think that's true anymore. I really think Stafford's a really, really good quarterback. So therefore, yeah. I have no problem with the trade. Well, there's a couple things about Stafford that I love, and and the main thing is is pocket presence because the biggest problem with Jared Goff was that he seemed to have absolutely no awareness. And I think I maybe even said this on this show last time I was here. He seems to have almost no ability to play under any pressure whatsoever, even mild pressure and Stafford's almost a complete opposite he's been running for his life in Detroit for 10 yeah. years he's, he's got a, a reason, great yeah he's, he's a great very pocket pocket. Yeah. yes and he's got great ability to step up and move and, and maneuver around and then throw kind of awkwardly uh, Goff had none of that and I I think I think what really put the nail in the coffin for Jared Goff was was that week 17 game when he was hurt and John Walford started and we saw suddenly this whole different dynamic on the Rams offense exactly we're suddenly an off and dipping around a guy and getting first down. And I think the organization thought we really need a guy who can move and be mobile to a, to a better degree than Jared Goff can. Uh, Stafford's also a vet. He's got 10 years, 10, 12 years in the league. I think he's going to sort of counterbalance Sean McVay's sort of domineering boy genius thing that he's got going on, which I, I desperately want the Rams to have as a little bit of a veteran presence. On I thought it was side. a home run for the Rams. Once again, I, yeah. I, I said, I like Stafford and everything you just said, um, you know, I've had the question a lot this week. Did uh, is did McVeigh is he using golf as a scapegoat for people? You know, solving his offense, sure. or I believe that that golf limited the offense because just like you said, when Wolford went in, there was there was more things they could do. Um, I, it, as much as I defended golf and said he was an all right quarterback, yeah, like Stafford's leaps and bounds better, I think. Um, yeah, and Stafford does a couple of things I really like. The, when you can, when you have a big arm, but you can use it quickly, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Like he, he, just like you said, awkward throwing, you know, you know, yeah. positions, he can be running around, but he can, and he can still flick the ball 50 yards. Like, like an Aaron Rodgers type. Um, yeah. He does have uh, that's the, I was thinking about that this whole week was he does have sort of an Aaron Rodgers element to him. Absolutely. The way he makes some plays. He, he makes plays that he has a lot of guys have no chance to make them. So yep. uh, I'm, I'm excited about, I like what you said. I, I think McVay and Goff were both at fault. I, I, I think McVay's got some holes in his philosophy and the way he built his offense as well. Uh, I think the Rams are still missing a couple of pieces on their end, but uh, I think it's a great fit. Uh, you know, they're, they've got Donald and Ramsey and, and a few other guys for maybe the next three or four years, and I think that's probably the limit you're going to get out of Stafford anyway. 
They're yep. they're looking to win a Super Bowl and they're looking and, to go for it right now. And, I, and I'm on record for saying they're they're the best team in the NFC right now. After 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 Sunday, they're the best team in the NFC. In I, my opinion. I want to see what other moves we make between here and the start of the season. There's still a few holes and a few guys, defensive guys that uh, are up contract wise. So what they do between now and the end of the season. But I mean, in terms of your first move of the year, uh, it's a pretty good one. So well, and let me run something by real quick. Another theory cool. I have about these first round picks is that, you know, the, the, the knee jerk always is uh, the team that gets the picks and gives mm-hmm. up the player like all oh, they won. Yeah, that that was true with the Minnesota Vikings, Dallas Cowboys in 1988 or 89, right. whenever that trade 30 was. Years ago, yeah, really good. <laughs> and I thought if if that was really true, w- there wouldn't be as many bad teams that have been bad this long because they always make these trades and build draft choices, and right. th- it doesn't work out. So like, there's there's nothing to prove that that um you know. New England has built a dynasty on not even caring about who they drafted in the first round. And then you yeah. got other teams that are constantly trading and always have a, like, why would, why wasn't Cleveland good for 20 years? If first round draft yeah. picks are so important. That's well, even why. the Rams, even the Rams back in the sort of the, you know, yeah, 2005 we, to 2010 or so they were picking in the top 10, yeah. top five, top three, a bunch of times yeah. didn't change anything. Cause the team, yep. the, you know, they don't make a difference. And I also think that, you know, if you're the Rams, especially with someone like the Jalen Ramsey trade and now with the Matt Stafford trade, you're trading first round picks that you are expecting to be in the 24, 26, exactly. 30 range. And those are where, you know, people say about Ramsey, you're like, well, he's a top five pick. And if you could redraft his draft year, you'd probably take him maybe second or first even overall. Yep. So if you're going to give up two picks in the 25 to 30 range, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely. I, I think so too. I'm about the right. now, especially when you when you got a good defense, you've got the coaching staff, you've got everything in place. Don't don't waste it. You cannot waste these yep. years uh if you're yep. a team like the Rams. So yeah, I'm I'm got no chance. I'm, no chance if you don't have a quarterback and, and zero. It's, it's pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, look at the difference in Tampa Bay last year to this year. Right. Like who, who it does I know they didn't give up, you know, anything for Brady, but like who cares? Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to get to the Super Bowl. I do not care about, you know, six years from now. And so yeah. many first round picks don't stay with their team anyway because that's their rookie contract and all those things. Like sure. if there's nothing guaranteed that a first round pick's gonna be a Hall of Famer with your team. I I, I just don't well, I'd um, say what, what if you're the if you're a football fan or a Rams fan, what do you think is going to give a better chance for the team to win a Super Bowl in the next three years? You know, right. a significant improvement at quarterback or two rookies who are playing their first or second years? Yeah, you know? yeah. If you if you hit on one, great. You've you've got yeah. a Pro Bowler and you're in the wild card game. Oh, maybe. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. Like I, I I'm with you. I think it's a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, you know, with that being said, th- this is a big week, man. It's it's uh it's Super Bowl week. Uh, Buccaneers mm-hmm. versus Chiefs this weekend. We'll get your. Uh, we'll, we'll preview this here in a minute. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on it. You know, obviously, there's a lot of you know, of lot to dig into with it. Uh, but first, uh, kind of what we're doing with the Off Ball Network this week and Super Week. We're uh, a little nostalgia. Uh, just kind of just talking the game and you know celebrating the game. So uh, I want to I want to know uh, Dan Felton's best Super Bowl memories. Uh, Let's go back. Let's okay. go down memory lane a little bit. Well, I'll give myself. I'll give myself a time range. I st- my first Super Bowl I ever watched was actually the Rams in '99 beating the Titans. So I, nice. that's a good start. Too easy for me to pick. You know the famous the tackle at the one yard line by Mike Jones. Yeah. It's 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 up there for me. It's it's number one. But I mean Manning, Eli Manning completing the 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 catch to disrupt oh. you know the the Patriots perfect season. The one I'm going to go off the grid though because I always like to pick something a little off the grid. Uh, the one moment that I remember 
is Larry Fitzgerald catching a slant and then taking off for the touchdown against Pittsburgh with with two minutes left in the Super Bowl. Because at that moment, I thought this this is really going to happen. The Arizona is yep. going to complete the Cinderella run, and Kurt Warner is going to win it. And you know, the game ends in such a crazy way immediately after that when Santonio Holmes does a little tiptoe for the corner to the to get the winning touchdown. But that moment, Larry Fitzgerald catching that slant and then breaking free and and running dead straight down the field, I thought was one of the most amazing Super Bowl moments I had seen. You know? I, I like I like that choice because I love Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Um, he's actually retiring. That's crazy, man. I, I can't. Know. It's hard to believe. I, I just, I just one of the true great, just all around football player people of all time. Yeah. And I was the yeah. same way watching that. Um, I was like, okay, that was it. They 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 were patient. They took their shot. They got right. the big score. Larry Fitzgerald is going to be the the biggest. He's going to be you know he's a household name now. The yeah. the biggest thing in football and. Uh, it didn't. It didn't wind up that way. San Antonio kind of, you know, and San Antonio did. He got a little bit of a ride out of that. He got the big contract with the Jets. And right. Wasn't near the receiver, anything like that, Fitzgerald. But, right. Um. But but you're right. Those things, those things get lost. We talked about last night. I, I believe Stephen did a show, and we talked about mm. the um, when Seattle, the Patriots, when it came down to the play on the right. goal line. Right. Before that, the catch. Oh, Jermaine Curse. Uh, Curse. Yeah, yeah. Would have been the greatest catch in Super Bowl history mm-hmm. if they win. Right. And then now it's like you got to remember, like, oh yeah, that was one of the greatest. Or, or in the same vein, when when the Patriots played the Falcons a few years ago, uh, Julio Jones made one of the best, remarkable technical catches at the sideline, and then even that, you know, gets lost in the sauce in the end because you know they didn't win the game. It's crazy what happens. Uh, Yeah. Right. Right. uh, Yeah, I I like that. Um, I still think Pittsburgh, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Arizona to me is still the best Super Bowl I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? That's I don't think I don't think any game has come close to that in terms of in terms of the back and forth, the the monstrous plays that were made and all that. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Yeah, you had the Harrison uh, what the hundred yard uh, return for a touchdown, which really that that ended that game. Um, Yeah, and then the drive at the end, the great. I mean, it was a San Antonio Holmes. I think had three or four catches on the drive. Yeah, he did. Super, super MVP right at the end. Um, That was that was a terrific game. That's a good choice, man. I I got so many because I'm so much older, but um, (laughs) that 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 was a great one. I really I like I enjoyed the the Philadelphia New England game. It was just fun to watch. It wasn't as much. It wasn't uh, Carolina New England was a great game. It was uh, a great game. Another one that gets kind of lost in the shuffle. Uh, looked like Carolina was going to win. They mm-hmm. kick off out of bounds, the whole thing. But um, they had some huge plays in that one. I always remember. I always remember Jake Delhomme hitting Musa Muhammad down the sideline and and tiptoeing around a tackle as he goes in. And I thought I, that's when I remember thinking, I think Carolina is actually going to beat these guys. It's, and I hated New England like back it. then too. So oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, but, and that was great, a fun Carolina team. team. Yeah. Oh but yeah. It, it, and I'm lucky, like I, you know, I can remember the, my first one. I can barely remember was just like you. It was my team. It was the Dolphins in '84. Like wow, that was yeah. the first one I can barely remember. But I vividly remember '85 Bears, the '86 right. Giants run, the '87 right. Redskins with Doug Williams, the the best quarter I've ever seen. Um, wow. I, I rem- so yeah. I'm lucky right. that I have I have all these historic games. You've some, got some, some good ones. You've got yeah, some it was ones, for fun. sure. There, there was a there was a few uh, stinkers in there, but it, it, <laughs> then you remember some weird ones like that. Weird, like who remembers the Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl? Is it that the is it that, like the right. most? And there was Tampa nothing. Bay and Baltimore, two terrible yeah, games. Just like defenses just ran over. It's the it's it's the weirdest thing. And then yeah. the yeah, uh, um, you know, then the second Baltimore Super Bowl was really good. Uh, right. you know, the the lights out game. Right. 
the almost what the the comeback that almost was before the comeback yes. that you know the Patriots got. If the you know six inches on a pass by Kaepernick at the end of the game, would we we would have been hailing at that the greatest comeback we'd ever seen. And before the lights you go know? out, Baltimore is blowing them out of yeah. the water. Yeah. yeah, that was a crazy yeah. game. That yeah, felt like the lights yeah. going out at the Super Bowl is still a moment that is hard to hard to really imagine happening. Everyone, I remember sitting with a bunch of my friends sitting around just going, "So we just wait now?" Well, some guys it, it was forever. <laughs> it, it takes forever for them to get the lights back on at those stadiums yeah. too. So, um, so while we're on the subject, real quick, let's run with this. Uh, are you a are you a Super Bowl commercial guy, halftime guy, or are you during those times like you know people are either like all in or they're like I got other stuff to do. I do. I do the commercials afterwards. Uh, you know, I'll watch them once once it's over. Up here in Canada, sometimes we don't get all the commercials. We get some oh, really? because I guess there's different different advertising up here, and sometimes they they swap them out for different things and oh, all that. Sure, so that makes sense. I always go for them after the game. Halftime shows have never interested in me at all because I'm too into the game. I'm too I'm too thinking about like what are they going to do to start the second surprise onside kick? I bet they'll do a surprise onside kick. I always like to say so. I, I, I'm really, I'm just about the game when it comes on. You know? Saints Colts surprise on sidekick. You were right that game. That was, that was actually a year where when I was watching with my people, we were like, I was like, I think this is the one because Sean Payton's a bit of a madman and he did it. And I'll always, yeah, I'll always be able to claim that I called one of them at least. <laughs> hey, I just keep saying it every year. Man. If I say it, yeah, if I say every, every year or sooner or later, I'll be right. I have to be yeah, right I'm, again someday. So I'm a little bit the same, especially in the modern day. Like, you know, I'm obviously with this network. I mean, I'm always tweeting and, and right. Facebooking and commenting. So I'd miss some of it, but. I try to enjoy it as mm. yeah as the festivities. You know, it's the it's the final game. Now the college national championship. I'm a I'm a maniac. That's a whole different ball game. But, um, <laughs> right, especially right. this year, a little different. A little we different. won't talk about it. I'll try. We'll keep away from a source. No, no. You know what? We're we're uh, Buckeyes fans are actually all right with that one. We're we're kind of like you. Uh, we I'll, realize. I'll just we, say you guys. You know, you guys ran up against you know uh, an yeah. absolute behemoth of a football team, and you know. Uh, you know, these are just a different points in there. Yeah. You just, you, it's hard to compete with a team full of first round draft picks as much as we don't value first round draft picks as much here, but you know, so, uh, one of our partners, Patrick Graham, Patrick Graham with the uh, network takes <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, but he got stuffed on that play. I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not totally against the pass, but I, I'm, I'm a little. I'm, I'm a kind of fifty-fifty. Like I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember reading afterwards the the rationale they had about the downs and the clock and the timeouts and all that, and they thought you know we could throw slip a pass in here. I, I, I'm hard to agree with the call though. I mean, I think, I think in that moment that's sports as good for as you. Marshawn played. Yeah, it's 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 one of those great moments of sports. You got one yard to go. This is like the you know the, the thing you dream of when you're a kid in the backyard. You got you got the yeah. big running back. Just hand it to the big guy. Just let him yeah. go. Stuffed or not, I think if the, I think if they hand it off to Marshawn Lynch and he gets stuffed, at least he went down in the well, right way. Well, they had know? a timeout. That's the difference. They had a timeout. They could have right. called. If he gets stuffed, they call a timeout, True. and you can, then you can still. Yeah, there was plenty of time to run two more. They had plenty of time to run all yeah. those plays. They did not have to pass it on first down. Yeah. I've said that for years. I guess right. I'm not fifty fifty. Right, um, right. Yeah, you've exposed right. yourself now. So sometimes Patrick just likes arguing with me. Right. I think it's probably because he's smarter than me. If it I makes had good to conversation, it. makes good yeah. conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a heck of a he's a heck of a podcaster for sure. All right, so let's right. let's get into this week's game before we get sidetracked on um, sure. uh, who wore it best the Super Bowl halftime. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the game this week. Um, we'll go through a few things. Basically, before I get your your pick, um, right. I, I want to ask you. 
how the first I'll ask you how Tampa Bay can win their keys. Sure. What you're look, what you're specifically looking for, like yeah. to, you know, like what are what will what what's Dan looking for to see? Like how's Tampa Bay win this game? What do you need to see? Like in the first quarter, I need to see the one thing that I keep thinking about is is Tampa's defense and and the X factor for me to use a cliche term, I guess, is how fast their linebackers are because the chiefs they love the misdirection and they love to spread guys out and they love to create space by threatening with speed but those linebackers specifically devin white i think yeah, i think he, he is. i think devin white might actually be the most important player in the entire game for tampa bay because oh wow he's got to keep up with a whole lot of speed he's going to have to stretch the field you know the chiefs are going to throw some tricky stuff some end arounds get tyree they're going to get kelsey on him at some point yeah, they so they Tampa Bay's defense has some sneaky speed and they have to be able to match Kansas City's speed. And also it's whoever can get the pressure and the team right now who's been trending up. I almost feel like I maybe at the start of the year said this on your show that Tampa Bay was a team that if they got hot at the right time, they were extremely dangerous and their defense is getting hot at the right time. Their pass rush, if they can get pressure on Mahomes, any quarterback, no matter how great, gets beaten by a good pass rush most times. And we've I think Tampa it. Bay has it. We've seen it time and time again. Um, yeah. yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul's playing, you know, like it, like it's, you know, 2008 <laughs> again. He's it's playing crazy. great. Now, the one thing I see about I, – I agree with you about the speed in the center and all that. Now, the one thing I don't see that – I think people are getting um, – really giving Tampa Bay's defense a lot of credit. I don't know if their actual secondary speed is as right. fast. As, as it seems. Now, I could be wrong, but I went back and watched the All-22 of the Green Bay game because I'm like, what did I miss here? Like, what really happened? And they they weren't necessarily blanket covering Green Bay's receivers. Um, Aaron Rodgers didn't play as good. You know, it's been an argument for two weeks with me. I don't think Aaron Rodgers played as good as everybody tells me he did that day. And I went back and watched. You can get open. And Kansas City, just if you watch, you know, the Green, if you watch that Green Bay game and then yeah. immediately switch over and then you're watching the Kansas City Buffalo game. Kansas City was fast. Like it, they were in a different, you know, yeah, a different um sport almost. That's why I, <laughs> you know, so I'm not sure that the Tampa Bay secondary is actually like their safeties and I don't know right. if they're fast enough, but you know, I could be wrong about well, that. Well, that's that that's to me what the what the matchup of the whole game comes down to. I think I think Tampa Bay's defense versus Kansas City offense is, is the side of the ball. Tampa's offense versus Kansas City's defense, I think, is gonna be a pretty even quality, you know, it's just up to execution for them and whether or not they can actually establish a run game. The Tampa Bay's gotta find which running back is going to be the guy because they've been doing the hot hand thing all year. They've got to find out real quick which guy's got the hot hand in that game. Cause if they go into halftime with a couple guys who are both you know, knocking out nothing but like three and a half a carry. It's going to be tough for them to really figure out how to establish that because they're not going to be able to open it up on Kansas City's defense if they can't sort of threaten inside on them. So, and the same for Kansas City's offense. If if they, they've got to eliminate the pass rush because you're right, they can stretch the field with their speed and I don't think Tampa Bay can keep up, but Tampa's really good in the front seven. So well, that's true. Oh, yeah, their their linebackers have been playing excellent, which yeah. is huge. And if, yeah. if and if and and Bowles is a great defensive coordinator, so that's right. that's another edge. Well, so let's I'll just we'll just uh, go right into it. Then, what do you need to see? What what do you see, Kansas City? If you see them doing this in the first quarter, you're like, oh, it's over. I think Kansas City needs. I think Kansas City needs to threaten a lot better 
from from zero to seven yards in that in that short part of the field. We know that they can stretch the field. We know that they can hit big crossing routes and hit Tyreek Hill on on you know a good seam route. And I know we know they have that. It's whether or not they can eliminate that front seven that the Tampa Bay Bucks have. Those linebackers with their speed again, if they start throwing a few you know end arounds and quick screens and all that, and they're getting stuffed. It's going to be harder for them to stretch the field, I think, down the down the road, especially if if Tampa Bay's pass rush gets going. You know, you can't complete a lot of deep passes if if you don't have time to do it. Exactly. So yeah. It's whether or not that Andy Reid can drop that game plan that sort of throws Tampa Bay's defense off, because if he does that, and then they can start stretching the field, it it, it could be a blowout in that case to me. Yeah, I think the key, you know, it sounds simple, and it is simple. I really think it's Kelsey because that to me, mm-hmm. Kelsey versus. Uh, when, when Kelsey's down inside on the outside, right. you know, he's always a bit of a mismatch because of his size, but I think inside versus Tampa Bay, um, he could have a really big game. Uh, those linebackers are great, mm-hmm. but they're also not, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're, I don't know if their coverage skills against Kelsey match up perfectly. Uh, he's just, he's kind oh. of a different animal out there in the middle of that field. And then, um, so, you know, if he's getting those seven, eight yard chunks, like you're talking about, then, you know, Hill's going to be running wild. And the guy, could, and the guy who's going to probably have to come down and lend a lot of help in this game is uh, if I'm sorry, I, I can't remember if he's injured or not, but I thought he's healthy. Is Antoine Winfield the rookie? I believe he's, he's playing. Is he's playing? Okay, good. Because if he's coming down, he's probably going to be the extra man yeah. who's going to have to have the high coverage over someone like Kelsey. So you're going to have to see, you know, a rookie against maybe the best tight end in the league right now. It's right. It's, it's a tough thing to. It's a tough thing to see. And on the flip side. Is is Rob Gronkowski even relevant to Tampa's offense in this game? You know he shows up in the big moments, so you have to figure that he'll sneak he'll sneak he'll something have, over the top at some point. 40, well, that one forty five yard catch, they always <laughs> they eventually always get him on a mismatch. Exactly, and they're going to get him open. Yeah, if, I mean if if Tampa Bay, it sounds you know once again it sounds easy. If they can get into the red zone, then they kind of even things mm-hmm. up a little bit. They're a pretty good. They're a really really good red zone team. I think Brady oh, was sure. oh. I forget what he was in red zone. It's some crazy stat, like thirty touchdowns. Well, I mean, you got Gronkowski, but you also go, you get those two running. You got Leonard Fournette. You got Ronald Jones. You got all, they have such a varied uh, arsenal of weapons, and so does Kansas City. Both teams yeah. have this amazing sort of offensive, you know, sw- you know, uh, Swiss Army knife of every type of speed, size, you know, shifting, quicky, quick power. Everything they got everything on both yeah. sides. So, I mean, part of me thinks there's a chance maybe we'll get sort of a similar game to that Philadelphia, New England Super Bowl a few years ago, you know, 41, 35 sort of thing. Uh, you know, that's where I'm leaning. I'm hoping for it, but you know, it's the Super Bowl is always a huge toss up. We could get 17 to 14 somehow <laughs> yeah. for all we know, you know, yeah, like last year kind of wanted, it was like a, not necessarily a defensive struggle, but neither team could score, you know, right. And Kansas City so, couldn't figure it out for three no. quarters of the game, right? If, so, if, you know, if, if Niners could have come up with any defense uh, or any offense, <laughs> they, they win sure. that game. Sure, but, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it'll it'll be crazy. And it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how much Bulls blitzes too. Like he likes right. to blitz, but man, uh, you, like that's the thing about Kansas City is that one mistakes mm-hmm. is easily a touchdown. They're they're just so different that way. Like you talked earlier about, you know, you watch golf all year. He doesn't really have that threat. So you can take right. a risk. He may burn you for 20, you know, may get luck. I mean, Mahomes, it's over. You know, if you if you yeah. blitz, you know, you bring seven and they pick it up, that's going to be a touchdown. <laughs> oh, it's the, it's the speed, too. I mean, if you bring the blitz and he throws a three-yard out to Tyreek Hill and you've left a hole, he's 
he's gone. He's gone anyway. So they're, they're such a threat on so many parts of the field. And I mean, the same thing goes for Tampa Bay. If, if they have their full arsenal healthy, if Antonio Brown is healthy as well. That's true too. Yeah. They've got, I mean, they're I mean, to imagine that their third receiver is, you know, either Chris Godwin or, you know, Antonio Brown. Uh, Scotty Miller even is a guy that people don't yeah. pay attention to. He's a complete speed demon. So, you know, if you, if you're caught up on everybody else and you forget the little guy bursting up the seam, Tampa Bay can stretch the field too. Uh, Green Bay found that out, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, th that brings another guy into it on the opposite side, Tyron Matthew. I mean, he's got right. – that. that's the guy. That's who's got to cover these guys. You know, he needs to have a a, a good game to show yeah. – but and he's a great player there too. Like that's a huge – I think he's he's way better in the slot coverage than you talked about Winfield. As good as Winfield is, he's not right. – I don't think he's at that level yet. He will be, I mean, without a right. doubt. So if you – can I – let me ask you this for, for a thought experiment. We both know that whoever, whichever team wins this game, the MVP of the Super Bowl is going to be whoever's quarterback. Basically. Quarterback, but yeah. but on the one in a million chance, who who do you think could win MVP in this game? Who isn't a quarterback on either team? So I will say for Tampa Bay, honestly, I think it could be because we've seen New England do this before. It could be Leonard Fournette. Right. Um, they may have a game plan that they just. You know, he might wind up with three touchdowns and 75 yards or some crazy thing right. like that. Brady doesn't play a great game. They give it to Fournette. On Kansas City, I think it's uh I think Kelsey could win it for sure. For, yeah. That's uh um I, I just I really think he could have a big game against Tampa Bay. Um, but uh, you know, who knows? Yeah, Kelsey would be my pick, I think, too, for Kansas City. I mean, unless unless you get some but sort then, of Tyree Kill game, you know, like the one he had earlier in the year where he's got two hundred yards and a half. Yeah. But even then, they'd probably just give it to Mahomes. So <laughs> exactly, that's the hard thing about when a receiver does that. So they almost, but Hill could do it because he gets those yards after catch, which right. you know they may give him punt, credit. He for might him. take a punt. He might take a punt back for a touchdown yeah. or something. You know, it, yeah. it's yeah, anything goes. So uh, you know, I like that pick. I like Kelsey though. I thought I thought there was a case to be made for him any any day. Yeah, I mean that's. But once again. If the guy's got to throw you the ball, it's probably going to be the it's probably going right. to be the quarterback. Uh, Unless I think he's some handoffs or something, yeah. <laughs> and I think the couple defensive guys. I think that a guy like either Matthew or mm. um, you know you you brought up Devin White. Like those guys could for have a turnover, return for a touchdown, kind of like uh, was it Dexter Jackson for Tampa Bay did back in uh, was it '01 they won it or um, you know one of those guys could have that type of game to where they they flip they flip the they flipped the game on a big play like that. I was taking a refreshing drink while Dan reboots here. I think I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. No problem. Nope. Oh, nope. There I am. That was oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> that one was me. I could tell it was. So I'm back. No, no I'm worries. Back. Just, now just you're here, man. Commercial break. So, <laughs> um, no, I, I I like what you said. I think I think um, I think Levante David is another guy to watch. Those oh, two yeah. linebackers, David and uh, and White. I mean, they're playing. I great. think Tampa Bay. I think I Tampa Bay hinges on them. Yeah, they look great. Even I mean, you know, Shaq Barrett's a guy who you know still flies under the radar, despite uh, despite you know having twenty sacks a year ago. So they've got a lot of pieces there. Yes, yes, for sure. I and, I and I think that by the time they got there, like you said, they were playing. You know, I think Tampa Bay deserved to be there. They were playing great, and right. You know, had had. I don't think it's a fluke. And obviously, Kansas City, they really showed up. I mean, I had Buffalo picked. Like uh, they were, I had Buffalo 
all in on you know the, right. everything and boy i couldn't have been more wrong when mahomes and <laughs> andy reed and the gang turned it on it was it was lights out so uh, kansas city is so is one of those teams that is just so good that you just kind of forget how good they are sometimes yes. and, oh they won 15 games uh whatever you know yeah, yeah that's <laughs> no, they remind you they you went know? 15 and one, and all I did was talk about how they barely win games, but <laughs> but not all 15 of them, <laughs> right? They barely, yeah, and they barely won 15 games. Right, so it's a, that's a good point. That's a I good would point. take that. I would happily barely win 15 games if I could. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> as and as a, as a Dolphins fan who you know it came down to the last weekend, I'd like to just get in the playoffs. It's right. Been, it's been a minute. So hey, you're going to get there. You'll be, you're closer than you think, I believe. So I hope so. But we talked about it, man. Uh, the, the NFL is what are you doing now? Things, it, it, right. You know, that's why, you know, I said that we'll touch on this a little bit about the uh, NFL season. Uh, a lot of people said that about the Cleveland Browns. They're automatically like, Oh, they're only going to be better next year. No, there's no guarantees whatsoever. Right. That I went back and looked through like teams who, you know, went to the playoffs and then like, several teams don't go to the playoffs the next year or get better the next year. Like there, there is no guarantees in the NFL. You, that's why I like what the Rams did. You win, you win now, if you can, don't waste, don't waste talent and don't waste defenses. I just keep ruining the show today. That's no problem, man. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll never know the, the people listening to the audio right now have no idea. It's, it's that's good. Ter- it's that's, totally cool. That's for anybody live. Uh, you know, it's it's my shoddy internet here. You know, it's, it's not a problem. I always say to I always say to people when it cuts out out here, I said it has trouble crossing the border. Is the problem with right? <laughs> the internet gets stuck in yeah. customs? Well, so one more weird Super Bowl question before we move on. Oh no, wait, we didn't even get to the big question. So who you oh. got? Who you got? That is my bad. What I, you know what? I I think it's going to be Kansas, Kansas City, but. I think it's going to be close. I, I, if I got to give you a score, I'm thinking it's probably 34-28 Kansas City. Ooh, I like would that. Be my guess. I so, like that score. That feels that feels right. I think I think we may have an opportunity to to see Brady at 43 go for seven. I don't know if he can pull it off, but doubting the man is famous last words. So I, I look forward to eating them if I have to. He play, like, and that's another thing, you know. They, everybody told me how bad he played against Green Bay. He really didn't. I watched that no. game. Like he made uh, what he does at the line of scrimmage and and gets his matchups and and um, takes advantage of them, exploits you know matchups. It, it's amazing. Like when he sees what he wants, he nails it. You know, yeah. he nails it every time. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, he he will do that. He will do that against Kansas City. I don't think he's he still got the best ball placement. I mean, yeah. he's still the fact that that touchdown before the half to Scotty Miller. I thought. I thought, you know, watching the Rams all year, I kept saying, well, how come we got no deep throw? We got this guy who's got a cannon. You know, he's 25. He can throw it 65 yards. Just just launch one. And then you watch Brady, who's 43, who can go, I'll create a deep threat just by throwing a perfect 35-yard yep. pass and just yep. dropping it right in the bucket. And it's he he works within himself so brilliantly, and he places the ball exactly where it has to be. It's hard it, to deny how great he is. It was fun to watch when I when I went back and watched the game tape. He made throws that, uh, you know, because you know he's 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 always played within like the confines of himself. So when he takes a three step drop, that's when the ball comes out. Yeah. He a few of those deep throws he was getting. You know, he had thirty yard receptions, and he threw the ball, and his receiver wasn't even to the defensive back yet. Right. 
And then, yeah. but, but he knew what was going to happen ahead of time. It, it was yeah. amazing the his anticipation and knowing where to go with it. I mean, that's what he does. It's not, you know, I understand the arm and all that. Now Mahomes is, can do both, which is why he's the, you know, he's the best in the league right, right now and has a chance to be the, he's the best talent maybe we've ever seen at this point. Yeah. Like it's crazy what yeah. he can do and he gets better every time. And of course, Mahomes has the advantage of when things do break down, he can still, he might of throw course. 90 back 60 yards. <laughs> it's really hard to stop. I mean, I will say one thing, Jeff, I got to ask who you've got, but I'm, I'm telling you, Tampa Bay's pass rush, I think. Is, is I've been told that. Um, okay, very so, crucial. So who do I'm, you have? I am sticking with my initial pick. I watched. I watched the Green Bay, um, right. Tampa Bay game, and then I immediately watched Kansas City Buffalo. And I went back and watched you all twenty two of both. And I I said that night, I said I am taking Kansas City minus seventeen. Okay. And I'm not changing my mind. And it's been about eleven days now, and I'm sticking <laughs> to it. Um, okay. I want to come off of it. I want to talk myself out of it. And I'm like. No, I watched the tape. I saw what I saw. You know, I saw the mismatches. I believe Kelsey's going to have 120 yards and two touchdowns and all that. Um, so I'm sticking with it. I think it's a okay. Kansas City Kansas City blowout. But I, but it, but you know, you can blow a team out, and the other, you know, Tampa Bay still may play good. But I'm thinking right. probably more right. 24 than like 24 to 40 because of a late touchdown or something. Right. But minus 17 is a bit crazy. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and stick with it since I put That's it out. That's a wild third. bet in a Super Bowl, I think. That is terrible. But hey, we were just reminiscing about a Super Bowls over the years and how many of them have been blowouts, you know, oh, how many I'm of them have been complete work. runaways. So, yep. you know, it's been a and long time. Away, but You know, if Tom Brady, if it's late, he's going to take a chance. Like he's not sure. going to play it safe. So he may, he may, like we saw it with Drew Brees against Tampa Bay. Like yeah. ever, you know, I know Drew Brees through the interceptions. Well, of course he's going to go. He's you got to go for it at that point. He's going to throw some passes he shouldn't. And yeah. I think Brady. I don't think Brady's going to try and save face. He doesn't have to. So right. he may, if he's down ten, you know, say late in the fourth. Well, he may try to force one in, and then like we talked about, you know, Tyron Matthews going the other way, and it yeah. makes it look worse than it is. I think it'll be more like that. I don't necessarily think it'll be a blowout in the first quarter, but I think it'll wind up. Well, I'm also interested in one thing, which is uh, for Kansas City's defense, because I find them, I find their defense plays beyond their talent pretty often. It seems the guy that I want to watch again is because he had such a huge game last year in the Super Bowl is Chris Jones, because I'm saying about Tampa Bay trying to figure out which running back is going to do it for him. If Chris Jones has a big game up front for Kansas City, that might stifle their ability to find the hot hand in the backfield. And then you put it all on Brady. And if I th I think if Tom Brady throws fifty passes in the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay loses. Oh, really? Yeah. I well, I mean that a, makes sense. It seems to me so. I think Chris Jones can be a huge factor for Kansas City's defense. He's got to be a guy who who really stifles the run game for them. Oh yeah, if, for sure. If Kansas City can get pressure without bringing extra, I mean that's yeah, and that, and that goes for most teams. You know, not out sure. thinking the room here, but that's the truth. With Kansas City, <laughs> if they can yeah. if they can drop another guy back. It, anything helps against Brady. Like we they're going to need it. They're going to need it when the yep. third receivers, you know, are pro bowlers and, and exactly. All that. Need exactly. It. And, right. uh, you know, there's a guy we, we should have talked about. I don't know how I, I know he was a little dinged up and I'm thinking he's all right as uh, Godwin. Uh, what a great receiver mm -hmm. like that. He could have a giant game. He's sure. the type of guy that you could really have a big game. He's uh, had an up and down year, but again, you know, Hot at the right time can be, exactly. can be very dangerous. So you know you have to watch out for. I think that's the thing. Which of the which of Tampa Bay's weapons has the game right? Because this is yeah. 
Kansas City's been to this game before, right? But now Tampa Bay for for all these guys, Evans and Godwin and Antonio Brown, it's all their first go. I think which one of these guys is the guy to step up? You know, Mike Evans. You know, we might be talking in a in next week about a guy. Yeah, who we're had a huge kind of game. And overlook the best. Re- you know, probably the second best. <laughs> maybe receiver. yeah, maybe one of the best receivers in the game. Good point. Right. Right. There's there's another pick for MVP. But again, if you know if Mike Evans has three touchdowns. Then Brady threw three of them. Oh, so there, it, it. It, yeah. <laughs> if Brady wins this game, it, he's probably going to get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know it's hard to argue with that. It'll be it'll be incredible if he does. Like I'll be rooting against him, but I but it, I will respect if he pulls yeah. it off. Like, seven Super Bowls. The guy's yeah. been to ten Super Bowls. It doesn't even make any absurd. sense. Absurd. When we're talking about teams and we're just begging our teams <laughs> to get back. Um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just incredible. So. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, Dan. We we both have um we both have Kansas City. You got a little closer okay. than I do. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, we'll see. Yeah. But uh so um let's talk a little bit about Dan for a minute. Um Ooh. what you got going on with the podcast? For for people that don't know, um Dan has a couple podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh it's assorted goods for sure. Yep. And yep. I believe it's fucking A. Yeah, that's is, that's is that my it? second one. That is what it's called. So yeah, I have two podcasts. Uh, sort of a Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to me. Uh, sort of goods is where I try to be productive and smart and research things, <laughs> and you know, put together episodes about topics that are interesting and and you know are are full of research and and in depth. You know, diving into serious and and you know, infotainment. I guess you call it right, but. Yes. Uh, yeah, the other one, uh, fucking a is just me and my old college roommate and, uh, my longtime best friend, Matt and I, we just, you know, we, we read stuff on the internet and we find things in the world that we like to make fun of them and, and laugh great. and joke. So we, we got, we got two completely different ends of the spectrum and somehow it's me and both of them. I don't know how. I, I recommend both of them. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's, <laughs> well, thank it's, you. And it, especially, you know, they're, they're, like you say, they're different. They're, they're, and they're not, they're, they're kind of unique to themselves either, especially assorted goods. I mean, not to pick one over the other, but assorted sure. goods is really, you know, you've really got, um, that's kind my of baby. Your there. <laughs> yeah, you kind of found your lane there. Really cool. And not to mention that, let's also, uh, point out that you're on about, it feels like you're on somebody else's podcast about every day when I get when I get up and check my Twitter feed to Morty. So I love doing it. That's why I love fun, right? I love talking with people, and it's and and it's even better because you know the amount of work it takes to do a sort of goods, and and even and even the other podcast, uh, you know, to researching and putting it together and the editing a lot. When you tell me all I got to do is show up and talk, I I love isn't it, it the best? Every it's time I get best. invited, every time I get invited to be on a podcast, I'm not bragging. I I I take it as a huge honor, and I yeah, and I, uh, I I'm very serious about it. But I love it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can show I can show up and blab and let you do all the work. This is fantastic. Of uh, course, I think in the last year, I've I I don't even know how many times I've been on other shows, but my I think so far in the last year and a half since I started doing guest spots, I don't believe I've said no to anybody who's asked me no it's anybody it, asked me you want to come on i'm like sure i don't whatever you got whatever you do i'll well, figure that's it out up here, man. and now <laughs> look at us, that's our third show man already right. great right so many uh, more to go i hope oh, so. absolutely i can't wait uh for sure this uh relationship is this is this is just the beginning it's good, it's good. Yeah. this is great we got a lot to talk about oh yeah we have a, we have a lot of fun um for sure so uh so that's it uh promise dan i wouldn't i wouldn't keep him all night um you know we we want to talk about the Rams. Uh, good luck to them next year. You know what? Real Absolutely. quick, outlook on the Rams next year. How you how you feeling? 
again, I think it depends on a couple of things they got to do in the offseason. But uh, the only need, if I have to say right now, they need one more thing to for me to be very confident in them is I really think they need a guy who can run really fast on the offense. <laughs> they need a guy who can do they the do old now. schoolyard go long right so yeah uh if they can get if they can find a little speed on their offense you know we went 10 and 6 this year you know a lot of the games that they lost a lot of close games and a lot of real head shaking games where you think you know like the miami game how do we how do we get three times the yards and lose by 11 points it still right? doesn't make any sense that game that's what i mean so i think i think next year if i have to ballpark it right now i think a 12 and 4 season's pretty good i think at least back to the divisional round push for a chance at the NFC championship. And then when you get in the final four, anything goes, once you know, you get, now yeah, once you get in, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, well, I we'll see. Right. We'll see what Stafford's made of is, is to me. Well, I can't it, wait. he's so, finally got the chance. Yeah. I'm finally getting a chance to, to really, you know, yeah. no excuses to, now for sure. No, well, for the first time game. in his life, for the first time in his life, he's playing on a talented team. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean? so, yeah since he was at Georgia. So, yeah. That's basically it. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I keep secretly hoping Calvin Johnson will come out of retirement for a year for the Rams. I, yeah, in, come in on the back over. of my mind, come I'm like, over, sure. Wouldn't that be great? Just for I, I, I was watching highlights of him the other day. I'm like, he retired at 30. He's got plenty yeah. left. Yeah. Like, so what? Des Bryant's still playing. What's Barry Sanders up to? Can he come out too? Is he? Oh man, that <laughs> that I could I do I couldn't even deal with that. Probably my, he's definitely my favorite running back of all time. I don't think he's mine my too. Player. Mine too. Oh. We have that in common then. Oh my! Uh, just uh, yeah, that guy was awesome. Speaking right. of needing, speaking of wish you could have went to a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, you know that's yeah. a good point. When they, you know, when they kind of complain about teams, like you know, they get rid of golf. Like, well, that was your guy, and Stafford. Like, oh, you you wanted to get yeah. out of there. That's exactly why you do it. Because look at Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. Right. Nothing to show for a Hall of Fame careers. Like, no, you right. you leave and go to a better a team that is trying to win if you can. And that's my parting words about Stafford. The thing I keep seeing all the time is, well, you gave up all this for a guy who hasn't even won a playoff game. I'm like, have you seen the teams he has played on his entire life? The Lions are probably the worst organization in football. I mean, not just not just maybe currently, but in terms of the last 60 years. I was going to say almost football, like basically all time. I mean, Cleveland's pretty bad, but at least Cleveland had the 60s. You know, the Lions have never been good, ever. Yeah. Since and the, Cleveland you know, had a good 80s run. Sure. Yeah, Cleveland's that had team became the, that, team, that team became Baltimore. It's a whole thing. Right. Yeah. I don't get into yeah. that. But, but I think the Lions... Don't get, in, the, don't get into it with a Browns fan. I can tell you that. <laughs> the Lions can't ever win, and they had one coach who started to win yeah. games, and then they fired him. So, yeah. I mean, it's it was an awful organization uh, to see him somewhere that is... Absolutely, you know, the Rams, an organization now that is absolutely dead set on yeah. winning a Super Bowl. Uh, it's, it's it's interesting. Cool. Yeah, they're definitely fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely rooting for them hard next year. So, absolutely. all right, man, that, that was another great show. Uh, it was good to see you again. Um, I want to remind everybody go check out Assorted Goods and fucking A. They're awesome. Um, thank uh, you. It, Thank you for having me on, man. I, I I'm, hey, I'm thrilled to do this anytime. Any anytime, man. We have a good time together. It's a uh, for sure. Um, so uh, Chiefs thirty four, Tampa Bay twenty eight. Yes, we want to. We want to get. And I've got like maybe I got like forty to twenty four or something like. Oh, okay. That. Okay. Yeah. Sounds that good. Way, that way we can run this back, and you can look like a <laughs> sport. Right. And and wait, onside kick after halftime. Coming out of halftime, onside uh, kick. Right? Onside kick. Well, depends on who it is. Depends on who's kicking off. If it's honestly, I could see either guy do it. I could see Andy Reid or Bruce Arians pulling that out. That's your thing, man. You got to commit. I'll say yes. I will say yes because I think either guy is capable of pulling it out, but but that would depend on what the game looks like at that point, I feel like. So I'll say yes. 
because I think either guy's willing to take the chance, but we'll see. We'll see. Documented here at least. <laughs> that's all. That's awesome. Which, which, you know, if you don't know this about Jeff needs sports, everything I say basically comes up the opposite, which means Tampa, right. Tampa Bay is going to win by 30. Yeah. I, I'm right. telling you, it's been a weird year. Right. Um, it's going to be Tampa Bay 34, Kansas city, 28, I guess. Is it, it, it could be at this point. Who knows? So right. that's it. Um, enjoy super week, everybody. This was Jeff needs sports version and go check out me at, uh, off the ball, uh, network.com. Check out, uh, at J hunt double six on Twitter. Find me on Facebook, you know, Find me everywhere. You can listen to this show everywhere that uh, podcasts are available. Uh, we appreciate your time. And, and we want to thank uh, Dan Felton for coming on today. And everybody enjoy the game. And we will see you soon. Awesome.